Do you ever feel like you are the only one living a life that is too hard to handle? Welcome to the In Raw Life podcast, where we're going to talk about real life in its raw form. Each week, we'll dive into the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about because it's uncomfortable, painful, a little awkward, or just weird. We want to normalize all of that and help you realize that you can live out your dream even in life's messiness. I'm Sierra. And I'm Jessica. And we're living our dream lives in real life, in raw life. Welcome back to another episode of the In Raw Life podcast. This is a really special series. I'm excited to get into it. I'm pretty sure Jessica's excited too. And it's all about self-care. Now, before we get too far into it, I want to stop your eye roll or your yeah rights or whatever else you might be thinking where you're like, how in the hell am I going to find time for self-care? I don't have a minute to myself. Well, we're going to talk about different forms of self-care in this series. There's actually eight that we're going to go over. So it might inspire you on ways that you can find a time to take care of yourself in a, like in forms that you may not have thought of before. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, Jessica, tell them what they've won. <laughs> what they've won? Um, they've won a one-way ticket to our Facebook group. If they are or want to be an empowered, unstoppable woman. So we have this amazing Facebook community called Work-Life Balance for Empowered, Unstoppable Women. And it is just growing. And I love all the people in there. It's just, we show... Sierra and I show up weekly, if not more, talking about what it's like to really balance work and life, how like the actual little tactics to do so and encourage everybody to join in, talk about their struggles, talk about their wins and just love on each other and support each other through all of our differences and all of our strengths and weaknesses and what's going on in life. So you can find us on Facebook, Work-Life Balance for Empowered and Unstoppable Women. Yay. And before we get too far, we also just want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast because we're still growing this thing and you can help us do that. Um, any, like by simply just clicking on a five-star rating that in itself does a lot of wonders. Um, and then if you have time to write a one sentence review, that would be amazing as well. So, um, yeah, keep our podcast growing. And so we keep coming back with excitement to share. Yeah. Okay. So. We, Jessica actually sent this to me on Instagram. It's an Instagram post. How do you, do you know these women? I feel like you spoke to them. No. Okay. This is nobody you've spoken to before. Um, but it's an Instagram post from plan with tone and the, the Imani Michelle, I think is how you say their Instagram. It's one of those ones where like they collaborated on the post. So there's two people and they talked about the eight different forms of self-care. And so we, when Jessica read that, she's like, this is awesome. And I was like, heck yeah. So we wanted to dive into it even more and explore each one. Well, I wanted to start this episode, especially just kind of reiterating, you know, we talk about self-care a lot. It's a buzzword. We hear about it all the time. We need more self-care. We need to fuel ourselves. We need to take care of ourselves. And sometimes that sounds so overwhelming. Like where do I even find the time? How do I actually do it? Okay, fine. Like I'll go to TJ Maxx and like <laughs> walk around. That feels like self-care with like a Starbucks and therapy self-care. <laughs> I mean, it is, but you know, yeah. like 
buy the candle and the bath fizz and the fuzzy slippers and like I'm doing self-care, right? Because that's what you see other people do. But self-care is what's actually fueling to you. And it was really exciting to find these eight different ways, like Sierra was saying, because you might hear over these episodes, oh, I didn't even think about doing that and how that might actually give me some extra fuel in this area of my life. So I just wanted to preface, you know, again, self-care is really important. Fueling ourselves is really important. And here's even more ways that you might not have thought about that you might be doing already or that you can say, oh, I can totally do that and then reap the benefits. Should we go over what all eight are before we dive into the one we're going over today? Oh, you like the element of surprise? Yeah. You don't want to tease? What other no. kinds of, what could that kind of self-care mean? <laughs> All right, we'll keep it a surprise then. That sounds good. Okay, so today we're gonna go through professional self-care. Woo! Professional self-care, what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely one that you don't really even think about or mm-hmm. have maybe even heard before because it almost sounds like an oxymoron, like professional self-care, or it sounds like you're hiring somebody to help you with (laughs) self-care. Yes. I need a professional in this manner. Yeah. Um, Well, so the description here is the actions we take to balance and develop our work life. Um, So whatever, you know, whatever your nine to five is, which may be in an office from nine to five, or it may be like hustling a few jobs on the side, it may be like taking care of babies, taking home. care of your kids. That could be your form of work. And that's totally fine. You need to make sure that you have a sense of balance in that work life. Um, Cause we talk like, obviously like our whole Facebook group is work life balance from empowered and stoppable women, but we're not just like, this is specifically talking about work balance, like fueling yourself at work. Mm-hmm. Um, So the reason that I wanted to start here is because Jessica and I have been chatting all morning actually about, um, the working woman and what that looks like in comparison to the working man. Um, do you, you don't happen to have those quotes that you read to me up, do you? No, I was going to try to look them up this morning. Um, but the, what spurred it is I'm listening to lean in by Sheryl Sandberg. She's been like a top I don't know, CEO, or she's, she's been at the top at like Facebook and Google. Um, um, you may have heard her name if you're in like marketing or anything working wise, but she's talking, it's like lean in women work and the will to lead. So it's talking about like women in leadership roles and how that's still so weird to some people and like being able to like cut that down and be like, no, we belong there too. And then she mentioned the book, I screen, um, how, no, what is it? Getting to 50, 50, how like parents can have it, I think it's how working parents can have it all. And it's written by two women as well. It's, uh, I can't even see their name. Oh, Sharon Mears and Joanna Strober. And they talked about, and I really want to look up the quote and like keep it or write it down. They talked about when, um, like if there's a couple or a marriage and kids, when it's more balanced, when it's more 50, 50, like the, both the mom and dad have a thriving career that they love. The relationship is more like is healthier. The family's healthier and the kids are healthier and thrive because both parents 
are doing something that they love, and this is paraphrasing, um, mom doesn't feel the guilt because she's doing something she, something she loves, something for herself. She's contributing to the family in a financial way. And dad actually gets to show up more because he needs to be more of a dad, like a present dad in the kids' lives. So everybody in the whole family thrives then. And you had also mentioned when you told it to me earlier, how like the mom feels good because she's doing what, like work feels good. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we- Doing something that you love, like that you want to be mm-hmm. doing and that contributing factor that you're contributing that piece to the family as well, just feels good. And so like, for those of you who are stay at home moms, like if that is what is your passion, then that is your work. Like, I just want to encourage you there that like, if you love coming up with like plans for your, like lesson plans for your kids and things of that nature, um, but taking them on adventures. So they're learning in that way. Like that's your work too. And take pride in that. If you're a stay at home mom and you're not loving it and you feel like you want to go back to work, but what's wrong with you that you don't want to be with your kids? <laughs> you're not alone. I literally was going through that because I just started this new job with Jessica. I don't need to start it. I just wanted to do more. And I love it because it's a marketing job for like at her other job that she has. It's not this. And I love marketing and I love geeking out about that stuff. And I like sent my kids to, to daycare and feel so bad about it. Right. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm torturing them. I could be home with them. But like, just like Jessica said, I'm doing something that I love and it's helping me to feel like it's helping me to thrive. I'm having adult conversations. I'm being challenged in ways that like that push me and help me grow. And so when my kids come home now, I'm much more present with them. I'm much more alive with them then when they were home with me all day and I was like half showing up because I was like trying to find other stimulating things to challenge my mind. So if you're feeling like you don't want to be a stay-at-home mom, like just remember that that's like, you're not required to be a stay-at-home mom. I think there's this weird stigma that we've put on ourselves that like moms are supposed to do it all. They're supposed to like be with the kids constantly and like work at night or, you know, with the baby on their back, which I have definitely worked with the baby on my back plenty of times. Um, but my mother-in-law actually, she was encouraging me as I was feeling really bad about going back to work. And she said, liking your job and caring for your family are not mutually exclusive. Men have been doing both forever. Uh And I was just like, Oh my gosh, yes. Why am I putting this pressure on myself? I, you know, I go for the, the guilt, fact or not the guilt, but the like blame factor of like, Oh men, they just, they'll never understand because they don't have to do it all. Or, you know, like there's so much pressure that us moms have, which is true. But a lot of times we're putting that pressure on ourselves versus just, yeah, it's, like, it's something that's like, we put it on ourselves because it was set so long ago, mm-hmm. but also just like, you know, we're going to work and we're challenging ourselves and it's stimulating to us. Like we're then allowed to kind of turn that back on the guys if that's the case and challenge them a little bit to be more present in the home life, which is going to feel good once they get a hang of it too. Like it's nothing new is easy at first, but Mm -hmm. it gives everybody the chance to thrive in, in all areas of life and be well-rounded and feel really good about it. I think. Yeah, it does. It gives permission. It gives permission for 
the men to be home more and not have to provide. Cause like men have this, this instinct to, they need to provide, they need to go to work. They need to do all the things. Like, I know my husband can put a lot of pressure on himself in regards to that. Um, but yeah, when, like, whenever I make any sort of income, he's like, like, he just feels a little relieved. Like, oh, that's $100 that I don't have to make, you know, whatever the case may be. So, yeah. Um, so part of the professional self-care, like what we're talking about, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you love that, that's your thing. And if you're not loving it, maybe you need to look into something like part of professional self-care is finding whatever it is that you do for most of your day job or otherwise being something that you really, really enjoy and you mm-hmm. thrive in and challenges you just enough. So you're like growing and feel great about it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, and especially like I've said it before the way the economy or whatever the job market is right now, there are jobs everywhere. If you're unsatisfied at work, you do not need to be there. And there's nothing wrong with leaving a perfectly good job that isn't fulfilling and fueling and challenging to you. It could be the people that are draining to you, or maybe you love the people, but the work is tediously boring. I mean, Mm -hmm. like I said, I love marketing. I used to do dental copywriting. It was so boring. I could not write about teeth one more minute. And somebody like a person that I worked with who I enjoyed offered me a, a job at another dental marketing company. And I kindly declined because I'd never want to write about teeth again. It is so boring. I can't do it. Yeah. Even so like my boyfriend, he was working at a job that he loved. Cause like he came from something that was more tedious. So he went to something that was challenging him a little more and he loved it at first. He liked a lot of the people for, you know, most of the time. And then he, he got offered basically his dream job, which is slightly less challenging in some ways, like mentally, but it's his dream job. Like it's in baseball. He gets to work in like professional baseball. And that is just like brings tears to his eyes. So, and it was going to be a pay cut potentially. Like he couldn't quite tell yet, but he's like, you know what? I've got to go for it. And I was like, yeah, you should, because you're going to be a happier person. Cause you're not happy lately. Cause you're overworked and stressed and not happy at work. <laughs> and like, it's okay to admit that. And of course he wouldn't. Cause that's his personality, but he took the leap. Like he took the leap of faith and it's like, he's a different person at when, like when he would be at home and stuff, because he is so much happier at work, like temper, like he does, he can't get angry as easily over things. He like, isn't exhausted when he gets home. Like he actually has energy, even if he gets home on a late night after a game or something. So what you're doing Make sure it's something that like really fuels you and makes you feel alive. Yeah. I mean, and that's like, there's a lot to be said in that. So one, like a pay cut may seem daunting or scary or like, how am I going to manage? But for one, like your pay will always increase. It will go back up. And for two, like, what is your time worth? Like if you're spending like your stress, every, birth, like your life, yes. stress is going to take years off your life. If you're spending every day, like every hour of your day stressed, that shouldn't be worth any amount of pay. Like, it doesn't matter how well you're getting paid. It's exactly like just what Jessica said, you're taking time off of the entirety of your life and you're not enjoying the time that you do have on this earth. 
because you're just going through the motions, overwhelmed, burnt out and stressed. But like even so to go back to my new job, sometimes I work more than I was like planning for, but I don't realize it. I'm like, shoot, I got to clock out because I'm enjoying it so much. So Mm -hmm. like you have, there's, there's such a value to put on a job that feels good to you. That's the, and that value is far greater than any paycheck could give you because it gives you life. It gives you like a fresh, it gives you fresh air. It gives you a sense of peace. It's, oh, it's like the French do. They don't live to work. They work to live. And although I think they like really, really live a lot more. I think us Americans tend to enjoy our jobs more, but make sure that you're in a job that you're actually enjoying is the point. <laughs> Um, so what are some other ways that you think like professional self-care can show up? So what this post was talking about in particular was, yeah, I like this one. Yeah. They said, use your time off or actually enjoy your lunch breaks. Um, and so that's, (laughs) especially if you love your job or if you love the idea of working, like I've worked with people who may not love their job, but they are very hard workers. And so it's hard for them to clock out and take a lunch break. Um, or they stay until six o'clock when they're supposed to clock out at five or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like I was saying, when I get to the point where it's like, oh, it's time to clock out now. I don't say, oh, but let me just do like five more things. I clock out because it's time to mm-hmm. clock out. Um, and so like, I think there's so much to be said about taking breaks when you need to take breaks and not working on the weekends, like taking a full day, at least one full day off a week. Um, for me, if I take two days off a week, I'm bored, but it like, even on one day off a week, sometimes I'm bored. However, that resets your mind and helps you be more creative, more energized the next week. And you'll actually be like, you'll be more efficient with your, uh, projects. If you give yourself that space and room for a break. So I I would say the the real thing here is time boundaries, Mm. like taking your lunch break or taking whatever break you need or clocking out when it's time, no matter what, Uh or taking the weekend, no matter what, you know, like, of course there's always exceptions and that's up to you to decide what warrants an exception. But I think time boundaries is the biggest thing for professional self-care is clearly stating, Hey, this is when I work. Of course, I'm willing to help out like extra when warranted. Mm -hmm. Um, Like even I, last week, I went out of town for a couple of days and I worked those few days, but not as much as you, like I wasn't putting in as many hours as usual. So when it came to the weekend and I was asked, I was already planning to like do a little bit, but when I was asked, hey, can you pick some of this up on the weekend? I was like, yeah, of course I can, because I took some time. So it's like, you know, it shifted. It's a give and take. Um, Yeah, but- like being clear about your, when you're working, when you're not being clear about breaks, clearly taking a break and not letting someone, you know, work into your break in whatever way, um, is incredibly important. Yeah. And also like not being afraid to stand true to your boundaries because people are going to push them. Mm -hmm. Um, especially people who don't have their own work boundaries. Yeah. So if you are getting text messages or emails at 9 PM, don't answer them. They can wait until tomorrow, tomorrow, till the next day, the morning. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) They can wait for the morning because I mean, like, honestly, unless you're a doctor, there's nothing life-threatening about your work. 
I'm sorry to tell you that. There, like, there are probably a few rare exceptions, but there's no one's going to die if you don't answer that email at nine o'clock. But actually, what is going to happen is, okay, so say Jeremy, because we all know Jeremy, he doesn't respect your time boundaries. So Jeremy sends you an email at nine, and the action you have to take is to notify Linda, Eric, and Paul that whatever that Jeremy needs this thing done. So then you're like, okay, I'm just going to send out this email real quick to to Linda. Eric and Paul. And so you send out that email and now you've got three other people that are checking their email at nine o'clock and having to clock in. And it's a, it's a perpetual cycle. So by you setting the boundary of, I'm not going to look at my email and I'm not going to send any emails at nine, that's helping your entire workplace to be able to clock out as well. So don't respond to the, the people who are reaching out to you after your hours. Yeah. And it's not always people that are trying to be malicious. They just, mm-hmm. they're like, Hey, if they're going to answer, I'm going to ask and, oh, they're not answering. Okay. I'll hear from them tomorrow. Yeah. And by ignoring it, it feels weird at first, but then it gives, it draws that line and then they know, okay, I'm not going to hear from Jessica. Like for me, I know Jessica, her phone goes off at six 30, isn't it? Yeah. Work stuff all goes off at six. Yeah. Yeah. So six 30, if I send her a work WhatsApp, she's not answering it. If I send her a friend text, she will respond, but I won't send, I will not use a text message to talk to her about work because that crosses her boundary. So I'll hear from her at 6am or more like eight when I clock in. So, (laughs) Um, and I was thinking it'd be kind of cool if we both maybe picked a professional self-care to do like today or this week. Like, yeah. What inspired that is the fact that like the example in the Instagram post was, and I've thought about it before and I've done it before too. And I know about it, but lately I've fallen back out of it is not working while you're eating mm. like lunch or did it say that in the example? I didn't see well, that. Yeah. I think it was, um, example, use your time off or actually enjoy your lunch break. Oh yeah. 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 I see. What you're so like I really, so today, even though I've got a gazillion things going on, like right now I am balancing all the plates and I know that it's just this little season and I'm okay with it, but I still am like, I need to, when I go make lunch, I just need to stay out of the office area mm-hmm. and eat lunch and then come back. Yeah. So that I'm really, so that I'm taking care of myself because it's those little things, even in a really, really crazy busy time that make the difference. I love that. I'm going, that inspires me to go outside because that's my happy place. Um, and like, I don't mind eating to me is so like such a, what's the word? Like a necessary, (laughs) not a necessary evil, but like just, it's such a necessity that like, I'm not a person that sits and like savors the food. In fact, if I eat am I. (laughs) I just figure it's a good time. Like that's a specific time where I can walk away from the computer and stay away while I'm being intentional about that. No, no. I think it's good for you. I was just saying like, for me, I know that I will be better served if I take a minute outside mm-hmm. after like, I'll eat at the computer, like a 10, and take, 15 my, take my lunch break outside, which I used to do when I was in corporate too. I'd eat yeah. at the computer so I could enjoy my lunch break. Mm-hmm. Um, And so actually yesterday when I was working on some stuff for our business and I did it from my phone outside. Yeah. And it was like, we're doing, (laughs) 
<laughs> it made me feel so much better. Like I was actually able to like process it a little bit better because I was outside and I was limited by my phone. So I couldn't, you know, like go back and forth between tabs, but I want to actually like I by doing that yesterday, because it's finally starting to warm up here too. I was reminded of how great the outside can be for my, my mental health and my creativity. So today when I'm feel like I'm going to clock out at some point and just go out and, and, and like meditate or pray Take or a time, give me a time when you're going to do it. What time I'm going to do it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I was <laughs> like, I should set Almost a time, too. but I was, I wanted to do it more instinctually based on like when I'm feeling overwhelmed, but then uh. you can't stick to it if it's not scheduled. So, all right. It's eight 30. I have a call at 12. So I want to do it before then I'm going to say at 11. Okay. 11 o'clock. I'm taking my, my outside break. <laughs> cool. I'll, I'll check in. Yeah. <laughs> After 11 <laughs> or at 11. Cause if I respond, you know, I'm not out there. <laughs> Probably after, because I have a thing at 11 o'clock. Perfect. Um, okay. Well, that feels good. I love it. I love that we're holding ourselves to it as well. Yeah. I figured it'd be kind of fun. Each of these self-cares, like just declaring something that we are going to use. Yeah. Mm, I love it. And I think we, we especially need it right now in this crunch that we're in. So mm-hmm. perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode. We are so grateful to have you. We love when you keep coming back. We'd love your feedback. So feel free to reach out for any episodes that you would like to hear or thoughts that you have on ones you've already heard. And of course, we would also love to know what balance means to you. So send us an audio clip or you can even write out a paragraph or a sentence, should be short, of what balance means to you. And we might feature you at the beginning of our show. You can send that to hello at inrawlife.com. Until next week, I really want to challenge you to pick one small little 5, 10, 15 minute professional self-care thing that you can implement this week and start doing it because nobody needs Jeremy emailing them at 9 p.m. <laughs> Bye.